This is Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. And now your host, Michael O'Fallon. If you've been following Sovereign Nations and Public Occurrences over the past week, I'm sure that you noticed that the show came to an abrupt halt in the middle of last week. Well, the halt was due to YouTube yanking down our posting privileges for a week because of the last podcast that we had released titled The Trojan Variant. I would suggest, by the way, subscribing to the Sovereign Nations channel on Rumble, as that is where our videos and podcasts will be going in the days to come on a daily basis. Starting on Tuesday, we will be posting them back up on YouTube. But for now, Rumble will be the main place for our videos as well as our podcasts. Now, the timing might be changing a bit in terms of the debut of the show because it takes an awfully long time to load videos on Rumble. I hope Rumble will start to figure that out soon. So the show was eliminated on YouTube. I titled the episode The Trojan Variant, because that is exactly what this latest round of COVID is all about. It is happening now, this great purge, because the winds are not so favorable for those that are seeking to plunge all of us into this toxic stew of national socialism with a variant of communism combined with neo-Marxist ideologies. What we are all up against is the pouring out of every really bad idea that has been dreamt up by those that seek to eliminate the true flourishing of liberty, of freedom, and the sovereignty of the individual. And when you lose the sovereignty of the individual, you lose everything. And that is what this is all about. And this has been what I have been attempting to warn everyone about for the past five years or so. COVID has been used as the precipitating event to usher in the massive changes that would be necessary to plunge Western civilization into the fourth industrial revolution. And unlike the first industrial revolution that, through steam, helped mechanize production and transportation and benefited the average person, or the second industrial revolution that changed means of production, which was powered by electricity and increased the autonomy of transportation for the common man, you know, adding to liberty and sovereignty of the individual, or the third industrial revolution that used widely distributed electronics and information technology, the internet, and then brought intelligent technology to automate production. No. The Fourth Industrial Revolution will change everything. And will, eventually, even change us. Completely. Now, the Fourth Industrial Revolution is a distinct one in velocity, scope, and systems impact. The speed of current breakthroughs really has no historical precedent now that using the precipitating event of COVID-19 has allowed every nation in the world at the same time to break all of their previously working systems and attempt to catapult every human being and every system on Earth into the fourth industrial revolution systems. So again, 
thanks to the destruction of economies worldwide and destroying national sovereignty in the process. When compared with previous industrial revolutions, the fourth is evolving at an exponential rather than a linear pace. Moreover, it is disrupting almost every industry in every country. And the breadth and depth of these changes herald the transformation of entire systems of production, management, and, important here, governance. And to boil it all down in real simple-to-understand terms, what really is the Fourth Industrial Revolution? Now, I will get into this in a later program, but let me just give you a, a little capsule of this. Well, it is the combined longings and dreams of men like Rousseau, Robespierre, Hegel, Marx, the Fabians, H.G. Wells, Julian Huxley, Henry Kissinger, Brzezinski, Gramsci, and especially Herbert Marcuse. It is the counter-revolution and revolt. It is the creation of the utopian state of no work, of Marxist-inspired sustainability. It is the sum of all ideological fears. It is total totalitarianism. And the only way that we could get to the Fourth Industrial Revolution, which I will address on my first podcast back on Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday on YouTube, well, the only way that we could get to the Fourth Industrial Revolution was through something like a combination of the Great Depression and World War II and all the destruction that happened afterwards at the same time, but without the actual physical destruction. That has been one of the goals. How do you achieve that without demolishing everything? You see, because communism never does anything on its own. It can't start from scratch. It always has to be a parasite off of what was already successful. Otherwise, it can't work. But it also has to be where the contradictions could be accelerated at such an amazing pace of speed that most people wouldn't be able to keep up because they're so fearful of COVID. And basically, as I stated on the last podcast and have been trying to explain for many, many years, this is actually a religious movement in many ways. If you recall back in 2018 through 2019, I tried to explain that there was a rather clear religious framework to wokeness. And you need to think of COVID and the vaccination process in the same way. Think of it as its own Augustinian-framed religious model, with rituals and sacraments and everything else that goes along with the startup religion. A human group transforms itself into a crowd, a collective crowd, when it suddenly responds to fear rather than to reasoning, to an image, let's say, rather than an idea, to an affirmation rather than to proof, to the repetition of a phrase rather than to arguments. And obedience in the new cult is better than sacrifice. And yes, COVID and the desperate demand of everyone in the world to be vaccinated is an ideology in and of itself. And remember, Ideology is a mechanism for rejecting facts when they threaten to force a re-examination of whatever your cherished dogma is, and it reinvents facts when necessary to the survival of the dogma. Now, my show from last week was taken down, even though basically everything on the show was something that I had said 
in past episodes, like from mid-March of 2020, which was called Virus Lag Measures, where I explained that just because a test reveals the presence of a virus or a variant, it doesn't mean that the virus just started where the test that verified the presence of the virus happened. In other words, there is no reason to think that South Africa was the region that gave birth to the virus. The only thing that we know for certain is that there was a test for a new variant of the virus in South Africa, and a variant was found. I mean, when my wife and I came down with COVID, we were not tested for a variant. No one came to say, we need to carefully examine virus samples in uh, Michael O'Fallon's body to see if there is evidence of a new variant. And I'm quite sure that no one did this with you either, if you've had COVID in the past. Well, my niece came down with COVID a few months ago, and no one stopped to find out if she was infected by the new dreaded Delta variant. No, instead, the doctor just told her to take an ibuprofen and go home and come back if she had any worsening symptoms in the next week. Right. So that is when we went to our doctor within 24 hours, by the way, who prescribed Miss Kang hydroxychloroquine, a strong antibiotic, prednisone, enormous amounts of zinc, D3, C, A, etc. And she was better within just a couple of days. No, instead, her doctor just told her to make sure that the door didn't hit her on the way out of the office. So, for some reason, with a very, very mild variant of COVID now appearing in Omicron, where the patients had no real-life threatening symptoms, a test was done in South Africa. A real expensive, let's put it under the microscope test, not a PCR test. And voila, apparently a new variant of COVID was present. Now, if that same intensive test was done in South Africa, let's say that it was done in Memphis, Tennessee, or in Edinburgh, Scotland, or in Prague in the Czech Republic, or in New York, they might have found the same darned variant. And they might have found it a few months ago, because it is clear that the new Omicron variant is everywhere. And that is because the variant didn't necessarily start where the first test for the variant occurred. Just like in January of 2020, when the first test for a patient with symptoms was done in the Pacific Northwest for COVID, didn't mean that the virus first started in the United States in the Pacific Northwest. The test does not create the presence of the virus. The virus was already everywhere in the U.S. But they hadn't started testing for it yet. And tests don't create the presence of a virus. But it really held the drama and the intrigue to have those red dots in the map where each of the case of COVID popped up and was finally tested for. And those death counts on the TV, on the internet, and on your phone really helped to let you know that certain doom was coming. And likely, it was coming for you. And there was no hope. And you were told by YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter that you couldn't share all the propaganda about other ways that you could find to health. You know, those other roads to health and safety, like through therapies using hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, let's say. No. There was only one way to health, 
And that was through the man Bill Gates. Well, Anthony Fauci as well. But there had to be time before that could happen. We had to disrupt and dismantle Western civilization first before the new covenant of the new vaccine would be available. And when Western civilization had been suitably sacrificed on the cross created by the World Economic Forum, then you had to ask Pfizer into your arm. And once you were infused, not imputed, by the way, once you were infused by the vaccine that you would have to take over and over and over again, and the vaccine was in you, and you were in the vaccine digital database, then you could enter into the New World Covenant, prepared by the World Economic Forum of the United Nations. For by vaccination are ye saved through gates, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of Gavi, not of therapies like ivermectin, lest any man should gain antibodies properly. For we are Klaus Schwab's workmanship, created in Davos unto transhumanism, which the UN hath before ordained that we should end humanity. Yes, <laughs> this is an ideology, a theology that is purposed to change everything. Change everything, including you, including your family, including your children. And remember, Ideology is a mechanism for rejecting facts when the facts threaten to force a re-examination of your cherished dogma. So, when those facts start to pile up against the lockdowns, when those facts start to pile up against the efficacy of the vaccinations, when those facts start to pile up against the narrative that the vaccine is for your protection... When the fact that this entire charade is here to transition us into a supranational digital identification system, then it threatens the dogma that the media in partnership with the World Economic Forum and the Biden administration have been mandating. And it must be stopped by the social media tyrants dead in its tracks. YouTube can't allow a program like this to go out or for this information or to have people consider what I'm saying here. It has to be stopped. It must be silence. Just like how they stopped any discussion about the origin of the virus in 2020. Just like they stopped any information about the availability of therapies for COVID in 2020. Just like they stopped any discussion about the fraudulent postmodern election in 2020. They have proclaimed themselves as the final arbiters of truth. Now, something that should tell you a bit about what has been happening at YouTube would be something like this. And I brought this up back then. Back in 2019, I was furious when I heard that YouTube was removing thousands and thousands of videos about the Third Reich in Germany. YouTube removed teachings from college professors about the horrors of the Third Reich. YouTube removed documentaries about Adolf Hitler. YouTube removed a tremendous amount of material about how the Jews were viciously treated by the Nazis in Germany. How the Jews were ghettoized and were said to be the spreaders of diseases. And that Nazi Germany required a Gesundheit pass, a health pass for all of its citizens. 
And part of the final solution for Nazi Germany was to round up all of the dirty Jews because of their spreading of disease and ship them off to camps to keep them from infecting the German people with viruses. That is what happened. So why do you think YouTube took down all the videos of the Third Reich? They hate you. They hate America. They hate the average person who works hard to support their family. You know, the man who works hard and plays hard. The woman who loves her husband and wants to raise her children and live out life in peace. They hate you. They hate that life. They hate people who think on their own, who make decisions on their own. Remember, ideology is a mechanism for rejecting facts when those facts threaten to force a re-examination of cherished dogma. Vaccination is vitally important to what happens in the Fourth Industrial Revolution. And that is because vaccination is the baptism into the New Covenant, which is the supranational world. It's a digital baptism. And as you progress gradually, one vaccination after the other, one booster after the other, sooner or later you're going to say, boy, this just really tires us out. And you're going to have to just get it every six months or every year. And the way that they'll know that you have it is through a blood test. And that will become inconvenient. So they're going to have to know through other ways. But this will encourage a world without borders. A world without normal passports like we've been using. Because all you'll need to have is your COVID identification. A world without a constitution. A world without privacy. A world without individual liberties. A digital, subjective world. Not an analog, physical world. I've been saying this for years. And if America is to survive, it will not be a subjective, digital America. It will be an objective, analog America with patriots that have taken back health care, that have taken back our government, that have succeeded in building an objective media, that have built trust back in the system. Because trust is one thing that we are in very short supply of right now. I'm Michael O'Fallon, and this has been Public Occurrences both foreign and domestic. Thank you.